Good morning and good afternoon. Um, this is episode 125 of the Digital Shop Talk Radio. My name is Uwe Kleinschmidt. I'm the founder and CIO of AutoVitals. And today's episode is really close to my heart. Um, I, I'm so honored to have two couples on the show I have known for years now. And I was able to watch and interact and learn from. Um, and so now we we have them here on the show and and I'm convinced it's gonna be a, a good one. So why don't you guys introduce yourself and talk about your business or businesses in the meanwhile, mm -hmm. and let's take it from there. Go ahead, guys. Okay, great. <laughs> thank you, and thank, thank you. you for having us. We, we really appreciate, and we are honored also to be on as your guests, so thank you very much. Yeah, it's great to be here Thank with you, JR and Rita and Uva. We've uh, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it will be a, a great show, at least for all of us, and hopefully for everybody watching this. But uh, I'll, I'll just kind of lead off. So uh, Jan and I are the founders and the owners, uh, co-owners of Murphy's Auto Care. We're in Beaver Creek, Ohio. It's a suburb of Dayton, Ohio, in the Midwest. Uh, we started our business in 1994, and uh, so we're we're in year 27. And um, now our, our son, one of our sons is also a co-owner with us, our successor as well. Um, but uh, that's happened in the last couple of years. He's of course worked with us for many, many years, but Jan and I, yeah, we, we kind of got this crazy uh, merry-go-round going uh, a long time ago. Um, we were three bays when we started. I was one of the technicians. Jan was literally uh, the, the front office uh, until all the kids got off the school bus and had to go take care of that. And, yeah, and that, uh, that was day one. That yeah, was exactly, day one. I, exactly. I joined and uh, went in with a, uh, a DOS version of QuickBooks and a computer, which we had not owned at the time, and uh, started learning as I could go because Dave was still working on cars. And so I, I didn't really grow up wanting to be in the automotive business, but it's been very, <laughs> very enriching for me. And I've, I've enjoyed it every step of the way. Uh, so from the time the kids were in school, I would go in, answer phones, schedule appointments based on what Dave uh, suggested, you know, time-wise, uh, or, you know, I, I had a, an appointment book with the number of bays that we could fill and the time slots. And so we just yeah. did everything we could and that's how we started. We, um, like I said, we started out as three bays. That that facility grew over time to uh, to be eight inside bays, now with a ninth uh, outside heavy duty lift. Um, we have approximately between technicians, service advisors, uh, concierge drivers. Uh, we, have, we have nine people on our staff there. And then uh, in March, uh, we grew our business. Uh, we, we acquired another very long-standing family-owned family uh, automotive business in another community surrounding us. So we're now at two locations. Um, and uh, so everything doubled. So uh, everything doubled. So staff, responsibilities, conversations, um, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk more about and about how we do that, but responsibilities. And uh, so now we're at that and of course Brian our son is also um, our chief operations officer and he's he is managing both of those locations as we move back into the positions we both had. And as we've grown over the 27 years uh, we have definitely learned a lot uh, how to work with each other mm -hmm. and and live with each other and uh, and still live with each other so um, <laughs> it's it's been interesting and and you know, it's it's all good. It's all a good way. Our, our relationships are better. We've developed yeah. personal relationships and business relationships, and we've learned how to do that. So in 27 years, I can say, you know, we we, we really wouldn't change much at this point. Um, it, it's been a, it's been a wonderful thing. And so we still enjoy going to work every day. And, and I yeah. do, too. Yeah, absolutely. Every day. That's that's kind of our journey in a nutshell. That's just the uh, you know, 30 second elevator version. If I, before we uh, switch to Rita and JR, uh, how come you wanted to run the business together? I mean, what was the initial trigger, if you remember? Oh, we, we very clearly do. So, um, well, Dave has a love of people. And so he didn't want to work on the cars. We learned to 
grow the business so that he could really become more on the front counter. And that was very challenging. He enjoyed that a lot. And then he stepped away from the front counter to allow other people to handle the front counter. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of the marketing and advertising and he really enjoys the, the, that growth. He is the idea person in the business, um, hands down. And I have more support organizational skills to get his ideas. Okay, how's that gonna work as far as the business goes? Um, so, so he really has a lot of the brainstorming uh, visionary. I, I lean towards visionary. visionary. She's certainly the integrator. I'm certainly the integrator. Um, and that's okay because he, his talents are in his, um, his ideas. I mean, he's very talented. Thank he you. Has a lot of, I mean, when he said, uh, we just built our home and had a fourth baby. And he said, I want to go into business for myself. I mean, I like within, buy this within 90 days of all that stuff. Happening. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's just like, let's okay, just keep this how, thing how going. How are we going to do this? <laughs> And um, so we did. And then so the second time around, just a few months ago, we came into this second location thinking, well, we put it all on the line 27 years ago. This is this is easy. <laughs> it's easy now. We, we know we know what to do. We've defined our roles. And so uh, we complement each other. Yeah. And then there is a third and a fourth in the making. The shop? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, we're, we're set to grow. We're set <laughs> yeah. to grow. But our our successor can uh, he he's involved in the planning and the uh, the right. ideas that they're going to be his ideas next. Right. So okay, thank you. Go through that. Yeah. Rita and Jr. Well, hi Dan. How did you assume? Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure to be in your show. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how we started. I, uh, I was a technician. Um, I grew up with my uncle working on cars. And, uh, I, I got a, I was a helper at a dealership when I was right out of high school. And uh, I had kind of a bad, not a bad experience, but I didn't, I didn't care for the business then uh, because the dealership was just very toxic. And I, I knew I didn't want to grow up in that environment. And uh, I kept going to night school to uh, get a business degree. But I couldn't leave the automotive because that was well paid. And uh, so I, I worked for automotive and I kept going to college at night and uh, eventually worked for Goodyear. And I moved up from a technician to service manager to store manager. And uh, I, I enjoyed doing that. And at the end, I, uh, my last college class to get my bachelor's, I needed to do a business plan. And uh, when I did a business plan, I, um, I was not going to do automotive. I was going to do something else. But at the end, I was it got I was running out of time, so I, so I thought I would cheat and do JR's automotive. And uh, and when I started thinking about the vendors and my demographics and my customers and my gross profit and you know all the numbers, well, I was kind of groomed for that uh, through Goodyear and all the images of vendors and part suppliers and customers began flowing in my mind. And and at some at twenty eight. I just saw the forest from the trees, you know, and, and uh, I was like, wait a minute, I can do this. So luckily enough, Rita and I bought a, a home very young and we were able to mortgage it and bought our first shop uh, in 2006. So when we bought it, it had one technician and uh, after three days, there was no technician. So it was just myself. <laughs> and uh, so um, we hired one technician and it was sent from God and, you know, it was just, it was just a blessing. And then we got another one and then another one. And uh, it was a three bay location. The first, our first location it was three bays and it was very, a very hidden uh, spot. It was actually behind and underneath, not kidding, a little strip mall and uh, the bad part of town. So we outgrew that within four or five years and we were, we were able to move to a, uh, to a building on the main drag about the building. We moved to an eight bay location. Five years after that, we started our second location. Our, our first location is, is uh, a German specialty shop. So we thought we found a formula by specializing in a certain group of niche mates. And a lot of our customers wanted us to work on their Asian vehicles. So we started an Asian specialty shop nearby. And uh, again, we, 
we put it all on the line and bought a second building and started a business from scratch and so on and so forth, which we learned a lot. Um, few, uh, five years, four years later, we bought our third location, which is an old makes whole model. And just two months ago, we bought uh, our fourth location, which is a, a 10 bay all makes with models in Ohio. Uh, it's a nearby town uh, to us. But uh, that's basically our journey in a, in a nutshell. And uh, we went from one from no employees to we have 33 now and uh, uh, four shops. And, you know, we cannot, at times I can't even comprehend how that happened, but we're super happy and proud of that. So yeah. that's, uh, that's our journey. And purchasing a building, it wasn't, a, I mean, buying a, a business was not in our our plan, but yeah. that just came from one of a class that we had, came. right? And, uh, and if you can see, if you can plot our growth in a chart, uh, you will be easily to find when Rita came on board, because that just, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's us. Very and cool. so you did, you, you, you both did it basically from the beginning together. No. So oh. uh, in 2006, we started the shop and uh, when did you come on board? I think I came in 2009, yeah. 2009. Um, probably. Yeah. 2009. Anyway. 2009. Mm -hmm. what, what, that's one of our biggest. Um, the only, well, I used to have my full-time job. And um, when he purchases business, it was a piece of junk in my eyes, but he always has this vision. Um, it was just what, three bay, it was small. I never really thought it was gonna get bigger than just three bay. And um, so uh, when I came in, I used to always help him though. I had my full-time job, but I used to always help him like anything I could, brought the kids to come clean. Um, Right. <laughs> yeah, we clean up on the weekend. We uh, she would help me uh, do some bookkeeping and things like that. But uh, when we were stuck, you know, when she had her um, her uh, full time job, we had different visions. Right. We would come home and she would have her uh, challenges, yeah. and I would have my challenges, and it was a split vision. I mean, even though we're working to have a good life for our family and for our futures. It was pushing two different frontiers at her location and at my at our business. So in uh, 2009, about three years after, uh, we made the decision that, that she would join us. And uh, luckily for us, you she's a very good bookkeeper and uh, an accountant by trade. Yes. So that was just a no-brainer. And uh, and once we joined forces, we had a um, collective purpose, a collective goal of growing the shop and creating something that was, uh, that we were both in it together. That we saw uh, a goal in a uh, concentrated effort in pushing the shop because now we can rely on our income and she had a good income. She was a corporate, you know, we were a- Accounting manager, yes. And, uh, and we had to overcome that. So it was now sink or swim, and there was no safety net per se. Uh, and uh, but that really was the catalyst because we had a mortgage, we had kids in private school, uh, we needed to live our lives, and now that both of us relied on the business, it was go time. You know, it's a, yeah. and that was part. That was a powerful moment in time. Were you were you nervous and and. Could you sleep well, or how did that work? I, I, I just asked that because I remember my time when I left a well-paid corporate job and started out of idols and bootstrapped it. All of a sudden, I slept like a baby. Mm -hmm. you, you would, you, you would think it's the opposite, right? Because the problems are so much bigger, or what's at stake is so much higher. But I don't know why it, it was for me something natural and just go for it right yeah or as a we, we were able to sleep better we woke up early and uh we just had a like i said the uh we were not fighting two front two frontier wars now we were joined and we were fighting the same frontier and and uh we had a common goal yeah and that mm -hmm. uh, and that just made us more powerful 
Yeah, you know, to that, to that point, Uva, um, <clears throat> I had been with a Fortune 500 company for 10 years before we decided to cash it all in and make this jump as well. And, and that's, I, I experienced the same thing you did. I mean, there were so many things that were out of my control, so many things that we had to, you know, were required to do. And, and interestingly enough, even though there was a lot of things I didn't know, we didn't know when we went in business for ourselves, there was this piece that at least it was up to us now, totally. You know what I mean? Right. And it's funny that you would think, how, how does that give somebody peace? Well, it does because you realize it's on your shoulders. And, uh, I always... and there's also a lot of stress starting up. We, we also had a huge mortgage on a brand new house that we built and the fourth child came along and, and uh, Dave had been traveling in his previous job. So I was on my own. So this was either partner with him and let's grow together or, you know, we, we didn't really have any options. So um, it was sink or swim for us as well and uh, we had to make payroll and um, I didn't have an accounting background, although I've been involved in, you know, bookkeeping a lot. Um, and it was just, you know, I managed the household bills and everything just grew and, yep. we, and we had to do it. We didn't have a choice, uh, but we knew we could rely on each other and we, we had the faith in that, that we were doing the right thing and that we had what it took. We had the self-esteem and the faith to know we can do this. Don't ask me how, but we just knew from the beginning, if we lost it all tomorrow, it didn't matter because we, we had, we had yeah. each other and we'll watch each other's back. And we're gonna be there for the long run. And we, we've, we've had bumps in business in the early years oh. and setbacks and uh, <clears throat> you know a lot of things like that. So um, we, we just had the faith and the, you know, we worked together and when we, when we couldn't work together. We knew we had to work that out because we had a different vision. We had to we had to practice what we had in common and get there together, even though we had different ideas of how things should work. So we've learned to respect each other's roles tremendously. It, it, it's been challenging, but he he excels at certain things. I excel at certain things. And we've learned a respect for each other to stay in our lane now that we have mm -hmm. developed our roles in the business. W would you all agree that the art of compromise is something we've all mastered <laughs> to make it work? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, th I think that comes from, at least for me, I'll speak for me, is that her, our relationship, the one her and I started with 40 years ago, is still the most important thing. Always comes first. And as long as we keep that focus for us it's always helped us i mean you know that's when, when i've gotten off track it's like hey wait wait, wait, wait. how did we get this thing all going because that's what i like and that's where i'm good so i'm going to bring the train back on that track um because reality is it's something's out of balance slightly most of the time and it's all about getting it back you know and having couples who work together it's very rare there's many couples who could not do it um but for those who can it can work very well mm -hmm. as long as we have the common goal and it's there is atonement we want to be we're moving forward as one it's not his his deal or my deal we're moving the business forward as one and now we have our successor our our operations officer who's our son who started out as a master mechanic and then became a counter sales and then became management and has grown also so that's actually adds more dynamics to the family business. Good deal. And to, to maybe dive into this a little bit more, um, I assume you had to learn, you know, setting your responsibilities and, and sometimes they overlap and sometimes you own certain things. How, how did that evolve over time? And, and, and I assume you were not always on the same page. That would be very rare. So, so how did you find out how to do the compromise? Uh, sometimes we weren't even in the same book, not literally the page. You know oh, I mean? wow. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, you know, for us, it, it still comes back to me for, we gotta, we gotta get this thing back on track. And so just, being open with each other and talking to each other and, you know, hearing each other out. And sometimes the volume's loud when you're listening, but um, it needs to be to move on to where we can get 
resolve. And um, that's what's worked for us. When we work together in concert with one another, we excel so much faster than when we're um, not on the same page or somebody's not in agreement. So we have to talk about it in order to have understanding. You know, he, I may not agree with Dave and, and I'm gonna ask questions until I understand it. And if I understand it, then I'm all in. But if I don't understand it, I'm leery, I'm more cautious, I'm more conservative than he is. He's all jump in the deep end, no matter what, we'll figure it out as we go. I'm more, well, let's have a plan. Let's, <gasps> let's, let's go with the idea. Let's start with your idea. What do you want to accomplish? And then work it backwards. What are the steps to get there? Um, so I, that's where we find the balance. Mm -hmm. And I think out of trial and error and mistakes and, and um, frustration, it's taught us, we've both done this long enough and had a lot of frustrations. It's taught us that, okay, how long are we gonna be frustrated about this, this time? I mean, if, if you've done it 27 times, let's kind of get over the frustration, talk about it and what, what can we agree on and how can we make this work going forward? Or are we gonna, are we gonna can it? You know, what, there's, there's times when his ideas are coming faster than I can um, comprehend them all like with buying this second location, I mean, we were uh, taking a week, a month of vacation and going, we have a place in Florida, we were traveling, um, we were traveling out of the country, you know, a few years, a couple of years ago, and we were really enjoying life until this opportunity came up to buy this other location. And I've always fought another location because I'm like, we have a great location. We have a great business. We we are very uh, fine tuned on our KPIs. It's going really well. Why would we want to throw a wrench in that? Um, but I was convinced when he told me about the business, the location. It was a family business. It just seemed like a no brainer, and I I bought in completely. So I'm very happy about that. I I just think when we talk about how it's going to work and we share the vision. Mm -hmm that way we can talk about how we can accomplish it. So uh, it just, it takes time and understanding and, and I have to be open-minded enough to listen and he has to be open-minded and listen enough to um, hear my concerns because I'm a more cautious person. Yeah. That is awesome. How is it with you, Rita and Gerald? I agree, communication is very important, um, having a common goal. We, we attend seminars, classes together. We read almost the same books. Um, like you, I like wow. to plan. Um, he is a visionary. He has these crazy ideas. Um, we sit, talk about it. Uh, I support him. Um, we plan it. What else we say? Yeah, and so the beginning, we had very defined roles. Obviously, she, uh, myself growing in the automotive, industry basically uh and her being an, an accountant by trade there were some very defined roles since the very beginning uh she never she still doesn't work the counter or anything like that she, she the books the uh the numbers payroll payables uh hr okay. benefits that's yeah. her wheelhouse and uh i do with production sales employees customers and then we have weekly meetings, obviously, of um, reporting, and uh, and we treat when we're at work, we're professional. We, we pretend to be uh, professional business partners. Professional <laughs> business partners, and uh, we try to leave uh, any of the house stuff out of it mm -hmm. um, because we're there at work, and, and I just want to get to work. And and, uh, and when I'm home, I want to be at home with my wife. And when I, we're at work, I want to be with my partner and just get things done. We have very limited office time together because I'm always in the field or um, having a meeting or one of the shops somewhere. One, yeah, one of the shops somewhere. So when we do get to be in the office at the same time, we, we try to plan it so it's uh, so it's work. Let's just be there and uh, get our meetings and uh, look at the reporting and, uh, and uh, we'll go home and chit chat about the kids and the dogs, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But uh, that's uh, we have very defined roles, and uh, we're really she's really good at what she does. And uh, I, for me, having somebody doing the books and looking at our bank accounts and 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 having a report at the end of the week, 
or daily if I ask her for it, it's really priceless that I can sleep at night knowing that nobody's got our, uh, you know, nobody can drive that financials better than our, our, ourselves and somebody that I fully trust. And, and so how do you make decisions then? Is it basically Rita uh, pulling you back from your dreams and say, wait a second, that's not what the budget gives us? Or how does that work? Well, normally through the reporting, we know how much money we got to spend and if we can do something and if we cannot. And uh, normally I have, I come home with a new idea and then she'll, We'll talk about it and make a decision. Yeah. You know, since the beginning, she's been very supportive of the ideas that I have. And if uh, I'll sit down and, and uh, dice it and slice it in 10 different ways, and, and then I'll sell her the idea that we can do it. And then once once she's on board, it's, uh, it's all go. Yeah. She trusts me to do it. Yeah, he said, I'm going to buy a fourth shop. I'm like, okay, all right, how are we going to do this? So I know he had that as an idea. So I'm like, all right, let's make it work. So play around with the numbers or we have to cut this to do this. And, and we just come out with a plan and it's doable. Yeah. But he's the crazy one, not me. So, so. I can help. <laughs> Reminds me of Shark Tank. You, you are the shark reader and JR is proposing something. Is that how it works? Yeah. Kind of, yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's a great analogy. That's really great. Yeah. yeah. So, JR, I've been in your shoes many times. You know what I mean? Only and, ours uh, is more like a dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't really Hold sell me, I just push that button. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go dry on. But, but I'm extremely tenacious and I don't give up. So, you know, I'm That's like, right. You know, and I'm sure you are too, JR, because like you, you can see this. This is like real in your mind, right? right. Um, yeah. I, I don't, Uva knows me pretty well. I, I'm not really crazy about details and plan. I can barely spell the word. So, but I don't, you know, but he Jan is does that so well. And she's what brings me back, and, makes me think about those things. And there's certain things and, that just won't go away, even though I say, you know, I, I, like I, I got him a little yeah, notepad right. one time that it was an idea book. I said, just write them down oh. and then review them before you, you know, bring the really important ones to me because he was always talking to me about his next idea. And, and we're either, you know, going, you know, with the kids somewhere or an event or, or whatever. And it was always his ideas that he's telling me in the car as we're driving somewhere yeah. to, for an appointment. And I said, let's just sit down and talk. So uh, that's another thing we would, we would set aside time to talk about what he wanted yeah. to do next, where we really had the time to talk about it and have a true discussion um, and that what that wasn't at the dinner table with the children. You know, yeah. we we did not talk about business at home. No matter what fire was happening when I left the shop to get the kids off the bus and make dinner, uh, he was always home for dinner sooner or later. It might not have been when we ate or we would hold off, but he was always home at night. His his previous job on the road, the kids didn't see him so. Uh, the kids understood and they all they all four worked in our business at different times they helped with our events they helped with our promotions and dave's always been a great uh, promotional person for the business and that's where the ideas come into play try something new try something different what sets us apart and we're in our community our, our children went to the same high school we went to our grandchildren are now at that same school system you know, we're embedded in our community and we always will be and um, I just think the reliability factor is um, is really good. But if, if Dave wanted to do something and he truly believed in it, he would be persistent and he would continue to bring it up, even if I would kind of, you know, nix it or whatever, I'm not interested. And sooner or later, I would come around, you know, it's just like the, the you know, a little bit bigger boat. It's just always, you know, he's persistent. <laughs> Until until he convinces me there's a way to do it. And and there there almost always is. So you've really helped me hone my salesmanship skills, yes. is really what right. you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Practice. Yes. By being a sounding board. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and for our audience, I, I will tell them this that uh, when uh, if Rita 
didn't work with me. And I came home and I said, we need to hire another person for a counter or for the back. And, uh, you know, often our spouses only see the checkbook at the end of the month. And they would probably say like, you don't make enough money. You can't afford something. But being there and day in and day out and seeing the potential, seeing the struggles and seeing how we can better improve the service and perhaps ultimately make more money because we hire somebody else. It's, it's a hard sale if somebody's not there to not only to visit from time to time, but if, when you're there 24 seven and you see the mm -hmm. struggle, and you're running around answering the phone while bolting on a thermostat in a car and, and you need somebody, it's it's a hard sell without somebody being there. So unless you're fully bought into the business with your spouse, they it's gonna be a much tougher sale to sell something like that, right? Well, and I think with the with with the uh, you know convincing convincing me of where we he wanted us to grow it also came with his development of his leadership and um it wasn't just he wasn't trying to sell me on something he was trying to lead me into the net you know he was trying to get me on board to lead and lead our team and so we've learned that you know the, the you get the ideas you get everybody on board and you have a good culture the money will come it's not it's not about um the sales dollars anymore no. it's not about it's not even about that it's about um, leadership and um, he I've seen him grow you know over the years we, we both have but it's that it's the leadership skills and the um, the way we present ourselves to other people to get them to want to follow us and so we have a great group of people at both locations that they they are on board and they they want the growth of the company as much as we do and it's really to facilitate their families and yeah, so opportunities and I know, think that's during, what we all do during 2020 we wanted to make sure everybody was taken care of and reassurance we had to give reassurance and growth opportunities mm -hmm. and so that's what our focus was on and it I think it made us grow together oh, absolutely as yeah. well and that was all the while that this second location was in the back we actually fought, thought it was falling off of our opportunity list but in fact it was a good time because they didn't fare so well during 2020 and um, the, the, they didn't have this, the same situation. And so um, it was an opportunity for us to grow our team and lead our team and, and create, a, create more leaders within our umbrella company. Yeah. Yeah. Very important, create leaders. Yeah, yep. create leaders. And, and so, Maybe a step back still. So, so if I understand it correctly, you both were able to say, when we leave the shop, the shop problems stay in the shop. Home is family. Yes. Yeah. How, how did you do that from the beginning and it worked smoothly or I, I mean, just I cannot switch off when I leave the office, right? I mean, I don't know how to do that, right? So it it, it takes a really lot of discipline because family is family. So how did you manage over the years the separation of both? Well, I'll just speak to it for a minute. Um, I'm I have a struggle with that too, and. Uh, um, I can tell you in the early days when we started, our children were all very small. And when I would make it home for dinner, there was an occasional comment from one of the one of them, the four of them, the older ones, or three older ones, would be like, hey, dad, can, can we just not talk about that now? And when your children tell you that and ask you that, you know, it's, and I'd look at Jan and she'd be like, no. <laughs> well, Maybe you and, should listen to them. And now they're adults. And so one of the things we did so, was um, as they became older, uh, we wanted to share our future and secession plan with all of them because it pertains to one of them more than all of them and we wanted them to have an understanding of our vision and that you know we do have a successor but they're all equally important so we have that meeting that's a business meeting with our children twice a year but then we um like when when they come over for sunday dinner we're not talking about 
Um, we're not talking about business. This is, mm -hmm. We see our children frequently, they live in town. And so when we're having activities and now there's grandchildren involved, we don't talk about business. Anymore. You don't even have time anymore. But even, yeah. even right. then, it, so, it, I think it, it, we did in the very beginning because there were a lot of challenges, but once we started defining our roles and the, at that time, the children were not into the business, we did not want to talk about it. Now that Dave and I live by ourselves, um, you know, it's okay to talk about it at night. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we do often because we, we have a lot more time together. We have a lot of quiet time now that we didn't have when, when we had teenagers and, and young people. Um, but it's the two of us at home at night. So we might stay late and work mm -hmm. and maybe go to dinner and talk about this and that. But we always come to a, when one of us has had enough, you know, we just will sure. raise our hand and say, okay, no more business. And then the other one uh, honors that. And there's even right. times we say, please turn off your phone. <laughs> please turn off your phone. <laughs> you stop texting you, but please. Put your computer away. <laughs> so, very um, cool. So we have to set our boundaries. Yeah. And, and we right. learned that early on, but we've refined that as well. So we, we have to set our boundaries. When one of us has had our limit with work, the other one will reluctantly stop what they're doing and understand because you have to have work-life balance, whether you have children at home or family at home or not. Um, but work-life balance can be challenging. The more family people, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, people are in your life and you have a personal life. Um, we also try not to talk about business during our personal life when we're out with friends, unless we have business in common which many of friends, many of our friends have a business. So that's what we enjoy most uh, is the things we have in common with people. Thank you. We, we, uh, well, we, we, in the beginning, we talked a lot about business and our challenges and things like that. And, and I think we also have a limit just like you guys, like, all right, we're voices trying to raise, uh, the voices are starting to get louder. So we're gonna stop talking about it. Uh, we we did a lot of sharing with our kids because we wanted them to learn from what we were doing. Um, why we were late, or yeah, why, we're why late. are we going to a seminar to a workshop? I want them to know. Yes. And uh, so we shared mainly our our strategy, our vision, our purpose. You know, some of the uh, moving key, key pieces of the puzzle. We they knew about it and they were involved. And uh, they they seem to enjoy that. Now I I'm the active regional manager, or you know, and so I go from store to store, and obviously I get all the bad news. And if I just live something, uh, you know, a few hours ago, an angry customer, uh, an upset employee, or something like that, why would I bring it home and relive it? Like, like th there's no reason to retell that story. It just stays with me. And that's just, I'm going to handle it. And there's, unless I need to get somebody involved in that or her involved in it. Other than that, you never really share. <laughs> there's no reason to. There's nothing she can do to make it better or to handle it. Uh, it's just, it just dies with me. Kind of thing. And uh, um, obviously, um, we do talk about work when we're alone. You know, our kids are grown and we're alone a lot. But 8 p.m. comes around and no more shop talk. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's just us. So um, because you can get your anxiety now, I wasn't thinking about that. Now I'm thinking about it, and you know, I want to go to sleep. I want to enjoy them the evening, and, and uh, I, I can deal with it tomorrow morning, kind of thing. So, but our kids were very involved with the strategy, and like I said, we wanted to teach them, uh, share with them what we thought. Whether it was a good idea or a bad idea, I guess we'll find out. But I wanted them to be aware of it. Today, our youngest grew up when she was two years old when we bought the business. Today, we come home and he's watch, watching the Shark Tank or Marcus Limones or something like that all the time. And he's, he's really into business. He understands it. And he yeah. understands more. So um, we, we, we limit business talking as well. We try, yeah. Was there anything um, you experienced through how to deal with employees, which or how to run the business, which also changed you? 
personally. Like Jen said, you know, um, Dave's leadership skills, you know, um, grew. And, and, and so is there anything you, you can share where the growth in business and as a leader has an impact on the family or vice versa? Well, I can say um, when I was raising four children, it was my way or the highway. <laughs> That's leadership. <laughs> and, then, and then I learned that that didn't always work. And so um, you have to let others fail. You have to teach them and train them and, and accept their failures. Let them fail. They have to learn from their failures. They're not going to learn by being told what to do or how to do it. And that's where leadership comes in. You have to have the leadership enough to allow them to fail and, and then ask them how they're gonna change it or what they're gonna do next time. And I think for both of us, instead of you know Dave coming home complaining about something at work, and I'd say, well, you need to tell them this or you need to tell them that. I've learned to pause and then he'll say, so I'm gonna ask, you know, I'll, I'm gonna ask him to do this or I'm gonna ask him what they're going to do to solve the problem. So he's not the problem solver. He's gonna ask the, the person coming to him with the problem has to learn to fix the problem. And that's the true leadership is allowing them to make mistakes, to say the, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing and learn from it themselves. So I think that's helped me in our personal life as well. Yeah, I, I think for us, we, we treat our employees like our kids or we treat our kids like our employees, whatever, mm -hmm. where we set the rules of the game. We, we set what's a win, what's out of balance, what's a foul ball. And, uh, and we got to trust them to make their own choices because they're individuals and they're all going to act not like we do, a little bit different. But if they're playing the game and we set what's a win and what's out of bounds, uh, we got to trust them to, to, uh, to let them play however they can. And a lot of times I'm amazed with our kids and our employees, how their way sometimes is better than I, how I would. We have a, the, the super talented staff and our kids are super talented as well. And, uh, we might not know the best way of doing something. They, they might pick, fall into or figure out a better way of doing something and would instill the rules of the game and it's still a win. So we got to learn from them as well, uh, from our staff and our kids, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And our kids also learn through, uh, and our employees learn through us. You know, we set the example of discipline, dedication, uh, we have a lot of empathy to our to our team and uh, and, uh, and our family, obviously, and uh, and that's something that both our employees and our kids learn from the leaders. From the leaders, uh, we set the tone, we set the uh, uh, the culture and the way they handle things. It's I think it's throughout throughout from our example. And and I couldn't agree uh, more. Just. You know, from my example, you know, I learned from our kids who came to the United States without knowing any English, had to go to school right away. There was no special treatment, right? And and learning from them how they coped with this immense, you know, was like an avalanche of new impressions. And, you know, I remember Carl, my older son, went to elementary school, had an old school teacher and said, welcome to class. We cannot do anything special for you. By the way, you have to write an essay every weekend. He had, he didn't understand that, but he knew he had to write an essay every weekend, right? I should have kept them. But, and, and so growing with their challenges um, was such an amazing thing to see how they, you know, go beyond what you think is possible, right? The kids, because they're fearless. You know, if there's one thing I, I learned from them, it's just fearless, right? They, they're not afraid of making mistakes. They just try and, and find out. So, so that was really 
um, an amazing thing. The other thing I want to bring up also in my experience is I know it's a stereotype, but I, I learned it to be true in my experience that we as men are trying to be single focused, trying to achieve something and then forget everything around it, right? Whereas women, especially mothers who deal with the unexpected in raising kids every day are so, so much better than we are or I am in dealing with the unexpected. And often business is nothing else than that, right? Dealing with the unexpected. And so my question is for JR and, and, and Dave, do you have a similar experience? How, um, and, and when was the epiphany for you or a similar epiphany um, I had? Well, I'll just jump in here and say, so I, I've had that reoccurring experience, you know, I, I'm reminded of that lesson um, that, yeah, because I, I can become very focused just because of my nature on one thing. And, you know, I go after it. And just even when Jan's trying to have conversations with me about other things that are big issues, uh, I, I have struggled at times. Um, I, I'd like to think I've gotten better about it, about being able to open it up, you know, and realize it's not just about this one thing I'm very focused on. Um, and, and she is far better at it. Um, I would say her ability, and I, I'm going to assume Rita yours too, your ability to juggle and keep more plates spinning um, and make it all work right uh, is, you know, is really one of the reasons that our businesses are as successful as they are. Because um, I drop a lot of plates. I'll just tell you that. It would. You know, I'll get a bunch of them going, um, but I won't catch them all. And I think you're both much better at it. So don't know why. <laughs> but I'm just glad I, I, I'm with Jan and I'm sure JR, you're glad you're with Rita because of that. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, sometimes I have a vision and uh, I put this, you know, for an example, this fourth location. I uh, I picture of this castle in the sky, you know, that that uh, that is up there and uh, and then Rita comes in and builds the foundation for it. And uh, all I saw was the castle. I couldn't see the foundation and the stairs to get there. And uh, her building a to-do list and, uh, you know, getting paperwork ready for SBA and onboarding new employees and 401k and all the unfathomable amounts of paperwork that it takes to get my vision done, like she does it, and she does it really well, and she does it um, very graciously. So, yeah, uh, she multitasks and does all these things that I, I don't see. I just see the final product and and uh, to put um, the foundation underneath that castle that was 10, 10 stories high. It's uh, it's a it's a big task. So thank you for that. She's really good at it. That's that's such a great analogy you just used, and and because it really hits home for me as I think about what we've just done in the last you know four months, uh, and, and I would say you know Brian was a big part of that too, but Jan, she you know she was just able to take all the things that I couldn't even see uh, to get this project underway, get it done, um, and along with Brian they just kept putting it all together, and and here we are. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have looked near like this, trust me, had I been totally in charge of it. Yeah. Well, I don't think one person can be in charge. So we, we have to learn to rely on others mm -hmm. to do their mm -hmm. job and to, to do what they enjoy doing, rely on others. We can't do everything ourselves. And we're not going to be here forever. It, I mean, life's a temporary assignment. So how do we want this to end? What do we want to leave? What do we want to our legacy to be? And and hopefully that's about people and not what we've built, but who we've built it with. And that's that's the legacy we want to leave. Sure. Wow, that's powerful. I, I wanted to talk about, we have, let me see, 10 minutes left. Um, and, and you all touched on it already, paying it forward to your kids, paying it forward, you know, working with the community. Um, would you mind sharing? So, so obviously, 
Joanne Reader, your kids are not yet or won't become part of the business, whereas Dave, Jen and, and Dave, you, Brian, is already full on in, has been for years. Um, how did that process work out? Uh, the process of Brian? Yes. <clears throat> so, of course, he went through all of the, you know, all of the process, of course, the pieces of becoming into the business and so forth. But, um, you know, it's just, if we're speaking about, I guess, legacy here, what we're talking about, and, mm -hmm. and for him, um, it's it's just been so important, at least for me, to, to see his growth personally. And, right. and, and what that will do for him and his family and honestly the way our trusts are set up what will that that will also do for his siblings so um that, that's i guess what's in but to begin with he he approached us as he was graduating high school he had already had other jobs and it was a surprise to us at the time that he wanted to come into the business because we did not set the business up for our children we did we wanted them to follow their dreams it was very hard work. It was long hours. It was no money. It was figuring it all out as we go. We wanted them to fulfill their dreams and what they wanted to do. So it was very surprising to us, but he showed an interest. He was very um, mechanically uh, talented from the time he was small, uh, just, you know, very close to his siblings. And, um, you know, his, the, the other siblings didn't want to work necessarily in the business when he was working in the business because they they all respect their relationships and um, they didn't want to stress their relationships by working with each other. Um, and so uh, Brian has always had the wherewithal and the knowledge and the training to run the business. And it's in his siblings' best interest if he does, if he did, uh, in, the, in the event something happened to us. Well, we're way past that, um, we're, we're we're planning on, you know, his secession and, but they all know what's going on. And so we're encouraging him, training him, but um, it wasn't always expected. It wasn't that way. Uh, but now, you know, we all have to respect each other and um, each other's dreams and his dreams are going to be different from ours. Um, and, and that's fine. So we, we have to be okay with the other things in life that we, we enjoy doing. And um, I, I think it's, it's been a really good thing. It's been a great, you know, I, it, it's really great to see the this process of it. It's the handing off of the baton because that's kind of where we are in our process. And we're, you know, we're very close to where I will step completely away from any operational things within a few months. And whether that's and, um, our son or our, our second in command, right. I think every business should have a second in command so that they know what to do in case you can't be in for a while or you can't be in permanently just just to have that uh, plan as how is this how is this going to end and change into the next steps um, so that you can walk away from your business or exit in, in a in a a good fashion all right mm -hmm. well for us we we uh we still got a long way to go i, I feel we, we uh our kids are we build a business like you guys were not for our succession for our kids. We 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 want them to uh, achieve, yeah, to fulfill their dreams and go after it. The shop will be there if they choose to come. I we would obviously not deny it, but uh, right now they got other interests. Our oldest, I'm talking about our kids. Well, uh, our son Daniel, he's our oldest. He just graduated from UC San Diego with a double major in business and philosophy and going for his master's at um, Cal State Long Beach now. And our youngest just graduated high school. Um, our youngest, I feel like he has more interest in our in business, not probably in our business, but in business in general. Um, since like you said, we talk about business here at home. We, we let them know what we're doing. So when he was like about what, third grade, fourth grade, he made this little company at school. He was, um, it was before St. Patrick's he made himself a, a dollar, a ring out of a dollar. And the kids were like, wow, how'd you do that? And he's like, oh, I'll make you one. Give me $2, I'll make you one and he'll keep the other dollar. And he kept that going. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day passed by. So then he's like, I need to come up with more ideas. So he came out, how do you help, help us or, 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 
origami. Origami, origami. Um, so he kept on doing um little things with it, and he started selling them for a dollar, for a dollar. So he kept on bringing money, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing this, and he used to tell me what he was doing. And, and then, um, so I'm like, homework first, and then you can do it. Mom, they keep asking me for, you know, to do so much, and I can only do so much because you want me to do my homework. So, so what are you going to do? He's like, I'm just going to hire my friends. I'm like, okay. So he hired um, three kids that were doing everything. He wasn't doing anything anymore, but he was bringing in the money. And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? So he told me, oh, I got my friends doing it. I pay them 10%. I keep the rest. Okay. And then it was getting too much for him that he hired an accountant, but he didn't know he was doing this. So he hired the, the smartest kid there to do the math because he was getting too much on demand. Now, a lot of kids were getting those little things and he was getting too busy. So he decided to hire an accountant now. So he had the accountant dividing the 10%, giving him the rest. And anyways, he had this little company going on in school and it lasted a few months. So the teacher started seeing, I mean, the principal started seeing a lot of money coming in and out that she decided like, okay, what's going on? They called me in the office. They told me, did you know that this is what he's doing? I didn't get mad at him because I thought it was like such a bright idea, right? I mean, he wasn't doing anything, but still collecting money. He had an accountant, he had employees. He even had the name of the company was The Makers. That was the name of his company. And I'm like, and then he came one day, mom, they shut us down. I can no longer have my company because the principals said no. But anyways, I think he's more focused into the business side um, than our oldest, but I don't know. I don't know. They're, they So far they come and help us, but no interest whatsoever to work on the shops. So, and, and that's part of our legacy that, that we're probably behind the, the just that uh, none of our family members that ever owned the business. So yeah. Uh, hopefully leaving that trail that you can do something like that it's 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 gonna be part of our legacy and one of the things that i that i do that i'm passionate about is that uh, i try to help others uh, succeed in businesses or at least make them believe so i'm also an, an immigrant I, I came here when i was 11 years old from mexico so coming from nothing with a country with no opportunity to the success we've had it's unbelievable and i want to share it with others that uh, they too can do it, whether they're from well, any color they are, any mm -hmm. social economic background, and regardless how they look, the opportunity is here and they can too do it. And if I can uh, share my wisdom, tell my story, whatever I can do to help and make them believe that they also can do something great, um, I'm, I'm more about it. I share my experiences and I uh, volunteer with uh, at youth, uh, at risk youth for a police activity league around town, and I and I try to help some of the kids that are uh, perhaps not college bound, and I try to sell the trade, not only my trade but all their trades. That there's good money to be made in many other venues that is not just college, and uh, and that owning a business or entrepreneurship uh, in the service categories is it's a great way to go. If you don't like school, not that you don't have to go to school, but it's something that you can, anybody can, you can do it. And, uh, and that is near and dear to my, to my heart, helping somebody else that, uh, to see the dream and see the potential uh, that they can, they can do it as well. And Rita mentors uh, uh, some young ladies as well uh, that are at risk. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we give a car away every year to a needy family in the community. And uh, we're giving away a scholarship for a trades this year and uh, so those are all part of paying it forward uh, of what we do because somebody was there for us and helped us succeed when we were younger. And I feel like the need, not only the need, but I want to help others succeed. And I think that brings a lot of pleasure to me to see others uh, spring forward and, and uh, do great things. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Th thank you both for doing that. That's just, you know, that's wonderful. wonderful. And I, I think that kind of story resonates, certainly, at least I know in our industry, all the great people we've all had the ability to meet. You know, I have to say, um, I don't know why our industry has such a black eye sometimes because there's so many giving people in it. And that's oh, yeah. in other industries. But I mean, you think about the talents that we all collectively have and are so 
most of us willing to do that. Um, so yeah. I'm very proud to be part of this, this, this world, this organization, this industry. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, I couldn't say it better. So I better say nothing. That's the good, a good closure of our episode. Thank you very much for coming. Um, it, it was a pleasure for me to listen to your stories and uh, I hope you had some fun. I, I, got, I got one more thing to say. I, I, uh, okay. I wrote it down yesterday. Uh, I off, uh, for our audience that, that are thinking of bringing their spouse into work with them, I often hear from my colleagues saying, as soon as I make enough money, my wife's gonna come work for me. Well, I will tell you that your wife, you will make enough money if your wife comes to work for you. That's so right. I'll flip that around. Sorry to interrupt this. No, that was perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Really yeah. a pleasure. Guys. Really, guys. Thank you. Have a great time. day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.